Thanks, guys. Well, good evening. It's such an exciting time for us to be here with you guys tonight. We've been looking forward to this. We, we were in Pickerington on Thursday night. What a great group over there. Um, lots of good aha moments for people. So we're hoping the same and if not more happens tonight for you guys. How many in here have uh, not received one of these papers? Anybody in here that doesn't have one? A little packet. Okay, great. Does everyone in here, did everyone in here do a DISC assessment? Is there anyone here who did not? Wonderful, because we're going to be looking at that. So, and does everyone have a copy of their DISC assessment? Anybody not? All right, good. We've got everything covered. Um, like, you know, Sean gave that beautiful introduction. We are certified human behavior consultants. Uh, basically, we just, we just want to help people move into their destiny by getting to know who they are and then understanding how others operate. And it's really helpful in relationships, whether it's marriages, friendships, children and parents, brothers and sisters. Relationships mean a lot to God. And so for us, we're so passionate about making sure that if people want to do something that means something to God, they would, you know, really work through their relationships. And a lot of times we meet people and we'll tell them, you know, we'll coach them into some things they have to do and they'll go, wow, that's a lot of work. I'm like, yep, it is a lot of work. But at the end of the day, after the work is, is like moving in, it becomes a lifestyle. Your relationships become a lifestyle. And, um, and loving people becomes a lifestyle, loving them out of the heart of God, but also loving them from a place in your own heart where the compassion rises, okay? So we are about to begin. I'm gonna, you wanna do your stories? So we can get the, the board up. Yeah. So um, I guess many of us have been here at Zion for the last, let's say month, and we saw Bill Greenman, Billy Epperhart, the Needhams come through, right? Hands, yes, most of us. And so they were telling us keys to your success. And uh, obviously Charlie, um, Charlie, of Charlie Subs. And what was one of the things for key to success? Courage. That's one of your things. Hard work. Okay. Now, for extra credit, what was the secret ingredient for the key to your success? Relationships. Okay. Relationships. Focus was good, though. <laughs> And so when, when they were uh, telling their stories, Teresa and I were so excited because this is what we focus on. Okay, we've got the focus word in for you, is relationships. And in terms of the percentages for success, okay, I will give you the number. 85% of your success is based on how you relate to other people. 85%. The 15% going to college, getting certifications, schoolings, technical, 15%. Where do we spend most of our time? Pursuing the 15%, okay? And the thing is, if you listen here tonight and take it to another level, you can increase your chances of success because no matter what you do at your job, more than likely, you're going to have to interact with another human being or human beings, okay? Whether you're at the doctor's office, at the hospital, 
bank, whatever institution, okay? If you know how to relate to your boss when it comes to raise time, they will remember how you interacted with them, okay? So the first part of this journey tonight is gonna be all about you. Say it, it's all about me. Isn't that awesome? It's all about me. Because this is the first thing we, we have to know. We want you to have a new and fresh self-awareness. You, you take a look at the scriptures. It says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay? That means you're a unique creation. And we heard, you know, Pastor Cheryl talk about that today. No, there are no two alike. God calls you poetry in motion. That's awesome. That is really an awesome revelation. So setting up like that, so you are unique. You know, we've had a chance to take a look at all of your assessments and, and see, you know, your, your wirings. Can anybody give me one of these head shakes right now, please? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> so we know a little bit about you, okay? And we have many similar personalities, but even in your similarities, you're all unique creations. Similar people, but they have different things that they're doing in their, in their career, in ministry. Many of you that I had a chance to talk to before, you're, you're out there helping people. You know, you're special needs teachers, social workers, and, you know, I can see, wow, I can see why you're doing that, because God wired you like that. Okay, <clears throat> so we'll just begin by, you know, you take a look at the, um, the packet that we gave you. So it's kind of broken out, but a couple ways. The cover page there gives us, um, gives you guys uh, contact information. Feel free to contact us if you need to. The, uh, the second page, we're going to be looking at that. Feel free to take pictures, but it's just basically um, this on a piece of paper. Uh, flip the page, and what else you got there? Uh, that, that's the next couple pages, so you can start taking notes. All righty. So... Let's begin. So you took this thing called a DISC assessment. First of all, it wasn't a DISC test, okay? The good thing is you all passed. Nobody failed. But you give yourself an A++, all right, 100%. What, it, what did it mean? So you remember, hopefully, you took 24 questions. There was a most answer and a least answer. And so we're gonna start explaining it. Your most answers, okay, and if you want to do you take a look at your, your last page on your assessment, and we'll kind of go through, then we'll explain what, how, how everything, the graph. And you have a bunch of uh, bars, colored, colored uh, bars there. So the graph on your left is called your environmental graph. <coughs> that is based on your most scores. Okay, the most, most, <clears throat> okay. So you had 24 questions, you, that's, that's a summation of your, your most answers there. And it has something that, you know, different numbers there, something for your green, red, blue, and yellow. The, the basic one on the right, that was your least scores, okay. What's the difference? Your most, okay, we're we, we use uh, the, the, you wanna add I just something? wanna make that clear. Does everybody understand you, you chose a most and a least in each group? And so what the graph on the 
well, the environmental graph is showing is when you did your most answers, that's what it scored out. When you did your least, that's on the basic, okay? Just wanted to make that clear. The other thing is if you um, take a look at um, the bars, you'll see they're at all different places. Uh, that's just where your level of intensity is. And so we don't like, that. that's why, and, and it shows all four. Even though you may only have one or two letters, some of you have three, uh, that's only because they, the computer adds up what's above the midline, okay? But you can look at your graphs and see numbers under that to see where you are on all four. Because one of the things we like to stress here is you're not in a box. Nobody is just a dot I, D, or C, or S. Everyone has everything in them. Otherwise, God, did, God missed something, and he doesn't miss anything. And so we're, but we do have different levels of things. And so, you know, don't, don't feel like, well, I didn't get another letter, because you have something in there, even if it's two. <laughs> even if there's a little two there for you, Amber. Um, it's still something. Okay, and so Beats uses the example of when God had us on the conveyor belt of life, he gave some of us more squirts of D, more squirts of I, S, and C, all right? Just to explain all that. And, uh, and, and that's gonna be really be important to understand. We'll explain how you got a, a letter on your graph, but let me just, we'll just stick to that D. Okay, let's say one of the words of a D characteristic is determined. Okay, Determ D for determined. So people who <coughs> got four couple of squirts over here, only four squirts of D, would be down here. If you got like 90 squirts of, of D, you'd be up here. Okay, it's a very strong, so and, and you'll see as, as we go along. So what's the difference between the, the most and the least? The most, would, let's use the example, you go to the diner, you're hungry for lunch, you take a look at the menu, what are you gonna order? <coughs> Depends, depends on what? What you had for breakfast, what you're gonna have for dinner, what's on the menu? Burgers, lunch, the special, breakfast, and so it depends. Depends on all these things, or maybe none of them all. It, you, you just don't know what you're gonna order. And that is subject to change, because if you went to the diner on Monday, you might off, off buy this, Tuesday could be something different. Okay, but let's say you didn't like fish, okay? You would never go to the fish menu. And so right away you scratch an ant fish. That was your least answer. That's how it works. So you know, you may have had uh, an experience where you're taking the assessment, maybe the, the most was easier, maybe the least was easier to, to score. Typically we find it's the least, okay? So, the other difference with the, the most and least, and the, with the most, it's subject to change because that's what psychologists would call nurture, okay? How you adapted to the current environment that you're in. That's why it's subject to change. Could be subject to change because of a life situation, typically work, here at church, ministry, family. The basic, that is your nature. Okay, we believe that you were fearfully, wonderfully made from the beginning. More than likely, if you properly took it and assessed yourself, this is what how you uh, were when you were born. Okay, if you were a CS, you probably were a CS as a child. You may find if you've taken one of these before, 
How many people have taken a DISC assessment before? You might find that this is either the same or similar. Maybe you've, maybe you've changed in a little bit that you were a high, high C, and now you're still a high C, but you're not as high. Um, those things are normal. But to completely change, like if you were a super high C, and now all of a sudden you're a super high D instead, Normally, we've not seen that other than, uh, and I said the other night, I said once, but actually I thought about this as twice. One time a woman was um, severely wounded in such a place where she, when she took the assessment, she was even thinking that she was something that she was not, and we talked about it afterwards. That's how I fig we figured it out, um, because then she took the assessment afterwards and it, it came out differently. And then another time was when somebody had someone else take the assessment for them. Never, never recommended, <laughs> okay? Just shows that the person who took it for them didn't really know them, but you know, that's another story. Cause well, she was, that was really- her, That was her husband. Well, yeah, I was oh, trying to be- but we're not gonna say that. I was trying to be very, you know, loose out there, but yeah. Don't ever try to take someone else's assessment or let them take yours. Um, I also advise parents, if you're gonna have your children take it, don't take it for them. Let them do it themselves. They know themselves better than we do. We find that out later. Um, so, yeah. But we're happy to say that couple that after, you know, 10 marriage counseling, they did make it. So that was really good. Anyways. So. How did you get a, a letter? Okay. So let's say, for example, you had uh, 80, 80, you know, squirts of I and let's say, you know, uh, 65 squirts of Do you know S. where he's getting the numbers? Everybody, how the graph on is your graph, underneath your graph, you'll see these numbers. There's this is just some logistics we got to go through tonight. Do you see what those are? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, for example, if you can see this, this person on their report, on their assessment, would come out as an IS. Okay. Just a little couple of things to to go through. So, we'll come back to this later. So one of the reasons why Teresa and I really enjoy th this model of human behavior, it's, it's very simple. And it's really based on really two questions, okay? If we were gonna just, a uh, quick show of hands, <clears throat> how many of you people think that you are outgoing? Reserve people, raise your hands here, okay. It happens. It depends. What do I feel like today? Do I want to be around people? Do I not want to be around people? Task people, that means you, you're more concerned about getting the job done? People-oriented people? Basically, you want to get to know them, understand how they feel, what their emotions are. So when you see, when we, when we have that, we get quadrants. We get four quadrants, outgoing task, outgoing people. Did I put results? You did. <laughs> Never have done that in my life. <coughs> we have, uh, we have, we have results-oriented people. That was in his head while. And then, and then we have uh, reserved tasks. So we, with that, we have four different quadrants, hence uh, the various letters. And as Teresa is going to begin, she's going to tell us about um, the different quadrants, and she's going to just start by saying, "What does what does that circle look like to you?" So, before I, did you have a question, Brian? Yeah, I mean, how do you 
No, here, but on your, where you see your lines, all those lines, we've separated the pages with the D, the I, the S, and the C. You can take notes on those pages if you like. We're gonna go through each letter, tell you what they mean, give you examples and stuff like that. You know, many of us have taken many different assessments before. Anybody can take an assessment, go online and, you know, just look at it. Um, the problem is people look at it and they just read it and it's just information. What we like to do here is we give you that information, but through it, the Holy Spirit brings inspiration, which is equals transformation after that. So that's what we're hoping happens here tonight for you guys. Uh, we don't want you to just walk away with a bunch of information. So we do encourage you to ask questions. You know, we will have a Q&A afterwards, but I know sometimes there's like something you need to know now, and that's okay. Just raise your hand. So, um, yeah, especially if you're like confused and you don't know where we are. All right. So we're looking at, you know, as Veet said, outgoing and reserved. And these two are kind of like um, pace. That's what it is. It's pace. You know, some people are faster paced than others. Does anyone have someone in their life that just likes to, well, we, you know, kind of walk through things like this and you feel like, oh my gosh, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to kick you to go. You know, so pace is, is just normal. It's like some people just move slower. Some people have to process more. That's, that's what this is. And so um, with that though, and you know, I advise you fast paced people, me included, to just give the, the, and it's not about slow in the mind. This is not about intellect. This is about personality. This is about wiring. And so, you know, people here who are more of a, a longer processor, it's easier to slow yourself down. Don't say it's not, because I'm a fast-paced person. I know it's possible. Um, than it is for somebody to speed up. Because if they have to speed up, the processors feel like they missed something. For us to slow down is probably a better idea, okay? So I just wanna leave you with that. However, people task, this here, difference, are the greatest points of contention in relationships. Because here you've got the people people who are like all about the people. And they might be working with a task-oriented person. And what did these people feel? Oh, they don't care. They're not thinking about the people involved. And I'll tell you, sometimes they're not. But there are task-oriented people that if they're not that way, nothing's gonna get done on this side. <laughs> and so we have to pay attention to what's flowing. Some of us are both task and people. Um, when we talk tonight, we're gonna talk a lot about the differences of the redeemed state of a person and the unredeemed state. Meaning, Jesus went to the cross. He redeemed us in every area. But how many of us are walking 100% in that knowing that redemption? Like we're in that redemption, but we don't always behave like we are in that redemption. And so part of what we want to click in, in, in you guys tonight is think about some of your behaviors and why you do what you do. And then ask Holy Spirit, you know, and just say, hey, I, I really don't want to behave like that anymore. So help me through this so I can behave on the redeemed side. And some of it has, well, all of it has to do with the way we think. Because even today, as uh, Cheryl was talking, it's, it's our thought process that takes us into our behavior. And so if we don't like our behavior, or if other people have told you they don't like your behavior, it might be a good idea to start talking to the Holy Spirit about the way you're thinking. It might mean mind shift time. That's okay too. That's really freeing. I can tell you, 
I, I'm on a constant uh, journey with the Lord to change my mindset because there's, there's just so much in there that, you know, we've been taught, we've been shown, we've, even in the church, it's been like, you know, where religion was and now it's not. And, oh, how do we, how do we pace that? And God is like, just follow me. Just, you know, grab on to the mind of Christ and allow him to show you where your thinking needs to shift. I don't even think the way I did, you know, two months ago. Just because that's, that's my journey. I'll be doing that for the rest of my life because I want to continue. And it's not like, oh, you know, a hardship thing. It's like just creating an atmosphere for yourself to absorb the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is full of truth. You can't go wrong. And he gave it to us at the cross. But we need to walk that out. All right? So keep that in mind as we're going through this. Where am I at, Lord? Don't be afraid to ask him. Five minutes of pain is worth a lifetime of freedom, you know? Let's just do it. So, okay, it's fine to show the, show the D thing. So as Teresa gets ready for to explain the various quadrants, in, right in the middle of the graph, there are numbers, and those numbers represent percentages, okay? The D quadrant is 10%. The I is 30. The S is 35, and the C is 25. So what does that mean? That's the percent of the population that have that as a lead type of a lead letter. Okay, what's your aha takeaway moment? So imagine, let's say if, if you have a D first letter, that means you represent about 10%. How many, what's the remaining percentage of the people who are not like you? 90%. So remember, you're seeing life through your own lens, which is D land. Only 10% and you know, so on and so forth with the other, other uh, quadrants, okay? Your key to success is to start understanding how the other quadrants are looking at life, mm -hmm. at looking at the situations. Yeah. And we'll have a couple of um, uh, scenarios that we'll, we'll walk through. But uh, yeah, imagine if you understood what your, what your teacher is going. If you could figure out what, what they have, how they're wired, then you can enter in their world and you know bridge that gap of communication. You can start understanding them. Your spouse, mm -hmm. okay, your boss, your coworkers, and you just keep on adding to that list. So, so let's take a look at this. It's nice and round. Good job on the circle, hun. Um, the world. This is the world, guys. And these are different countries, and we all live in separate countries. And even people at your table are living in a different country than you are. This is like USA and maybe Canada. Same language, different culture, maybe a little bit off on the, you know, it, not the French part of Canada, don't, don't start getting picky. Um, but, you know, you can still learn the other language pretty quickly. This here, the D, the S, the I, the C, it's like living in USA and China. And unless you speak fluent Chinese, Mandarin, or any of those dialects, you're gonna have a hard time unless you learn the language. And so relationships are like that. We live in a world of relationships. We can't run away from them. That wouldn't be very godlike. We can't live on that mountaintop all our lives. We have to be able to relate to people. We have to be able to show them what does relationship look like. We're the church. It's the, this is the best place for somebody to find that. And so what's the best way to do this is learn the language. Now, I will tell you, it, I don't know about speaking Chinese. I don't know how much work it takes. I just know that with relationships, if we don't understand the language, we're not going to be able 
to connect. And a task-oriented, you task-oriented people, this is, this is your challenge because it's like all you're thinking about is, but I gotta get this job done. And hey, I'm in that category as well, some parts of my, my life, but at the same time, if we don't get the person, we're not gonna get the job done. I had a, um, back in the ministry we were at in Connecticut, I had an assistant who was wired all people, people, people. There was no task in this girl, although she could do tasks very well, but I had to learn how to speak to her because I would crush her if I didn't. I could overpower a person if I didn't learn how to connect with her and so she felt good about her job because she was really good at her job, but she just needed a connection to be made that would help her to get the job done. She needed to be shown a time limit that I would have to need it by. Whereas some of you don't need a time limit. Somebody tells you to do something, you do it right away. But somebody else may not be able to do that. So we have to be patient and have grace with people. Some people complain because this worker here is not doing their job. Well, maybe we didn't give them the right job. How many times do you find yourself working with somebody and you go, how the heck did they get this job? It's because whoever hired them didn't think about D, I, S, or C. They thought about, oh, they got the skills, they, got all the, they, they stick all the task things in there, but they don't stick anything else in that um, interview. So they're just things to think about. If you're an employer, you're gonna wanna know, how's this person wired? Are they gonna get along with the team? Are they gonna start to overpower? You know, Holy Spirit, what do you think? <laughs> Always adding that in. All right, any questions before we begin? All right, good. We are in D world right now. The D personality trait, how many of you had a high in your D? All right, first letter was D. How about first letter D? All right, so you guys understand you are results driven. You like things to be direct. You're pretty determined to do things. Doesn't mean, when I say these things, it doesn't mean that anybody else isn't determined. These are just the high, these are the high characteristics of a high D personality. High D's outgoing task. Let's have a party and get the job done. Or let's get the job done while we're having the party. Or vice versa, it doesn't matter. Just let's make sure that there's purpose behind what we're doing. And this is just, a, and they're driven. They wanna, um, they could come off in an unredeemed state as very overpowering. Maybe a little too direct. But in a redeemed state, they'll be able to speak to a crowd of a thousand and get them to, to work it out, okay? Anything else on the D that yeah, we want the, to cover? Yeah, the Ds are very direct. They will tell you, this is what you will do, okay? They are very determined. They will get the job done. Take a look, what's the color of this? Uh, these, are, these are the guys, by the way. So we, we lo lovingly, affectionately call them as the guys. What color is the, the, the D guy? Green, green for? Go. Go. Money, okay. And uh, what, is, what is he doing? Pointing the way. That's what the, the, the D, those are D attributes. Now, Ds get the bad rap of being stereotyped as the, you ever hear somebody call it a type A personality, control freak, that kind of thing? Newsflash, everybody. Every one of you in this room, no matter how you're wired, can be a control freak. It's not a personality trait. It's a fear. <laughs> so let's just get that straight. 
that so, high D point. gets the rap, bad rap because they're more outgoing, more out there. So it's obvious. Like, all right, I'm a high, I'm high in the D, and let me tell you something. Nobody has to guess where I'm at. Nobody, right? Sean, I'm sitting in staff. It's like, okay, we know where she's at. It's just the way it is. There's no hidden thing. My family, everything, where I am here, and I'm there, I'm the same. But for other people, it might not be so. There might be a little more that they can stick in themselves because they're more reserved. But high Ds, release yourself from any bad rap. You're good. You're good. Um, what else you got? How many of you here are control freaks? <laughs> How many are unknown control freaks? We're gonna go through each how the control freak. Okay, so for a D, a control freak looks very outward. It looks like, like the the argumentative person, the one who's gonna shoot all the bullets out, the one who's gonna try to you know get you to think the way they're thinking in a very outward way. All right, that would be um, the un unredeemed side of the high D looking like a control freak. But you guys just wait. We're getting there for everybody else. Yeah, and we'll we'll tell you about the other uh, ways the other sectors can use their yeah. control mechanisms. So, so do, any questions on the D right now? Because we're going to go over these with needs and motivators stuff like that. But we're just looking, we're just giving you an overview right now. All right, moving on to the eyes. How many high eyes as their first letter? Yoohoo! Yay! High eyes. There you are. Um, high eye personality traits are those that are very um, inspiring kind of people. They're highly, they're influential. Again, it's not like any other can't be. It's just one of those natural states. They easily influence other people, but they can also be easily influenced. And so it goes either way. Um, they are somewhat at times illogical because they like to think way outside of the box where everyone is creative, no matter how you're wired, we all have creativity, that's from God. The high eye you will find to be the one that's like out there creative. Like they're saying stuff out there and, and we go through this because Vitz will say, come back, I don't know where you are and I have to explain where I am, that kind of thing. Maybe some of you can relate to that, some of you high eyes. Um, you know, squirrel, oh wait, in the middle of a conversation, change it, he'll say, and I learned this because I, I have high eye in me as well, so I'll, I'll be talking and then change the subject and forget to tell Vita I changed the subject. Anybody ever have that problem? Yeah. I knew you would. Anyway, um, it's part of the way we're wired, but at the same time, so as not to annoy people, we want to learn not to do that so much. So I catch myself now and I'll say, I'm going to change the subject right now and let him know I'm going somewhere else. It's just it's just common courtesy, and you just have to learn it as you go along. All right. Any so what color do we see the, the, the eye guy? Actually, it's a gal. Red for flashy, being really known out there. Okay, and what is this? Uh, I don't know if you guys recognize what that thing was, the iPod. So we're going to have to change it. I don't know. We haven't kept up with technology. I don't Anyways, they're, they're dancing, they're having a good time, they're, they, they, they like fashion, they, they're Vogue, they I like the latest things. So uh, maybe it's an eight track maybe, but uh, anyways, they're, they're having a great time, okay? Yeah, high eye okay. personality traits, time, and, and again, you might be saying, no, I'm not like that, and that very well could be because your eye is not as high. 
So again, we're looking at those levels, keep those in mind. Um, but for some of us, if it's not fun anymore, we just don't want to do it. And we need to be motivated a little better. And so. if there's one word to remember for eyes, fun. It has to be fun. They're very, very interac interactive with people. And uh, you know, when you're interactive, they, they love to talk. And you know your high eye friends. They're the life of the party. When they come in to the room, the party is here. Right? Yes, high eyes? Yes, okay, good. All right. Any questions on the eye? All right, moving on. Down into S world here. How many high S's in this room? First letter S. Oh yeah, we saw that. That's good. <laughs> I tell you what, you guys are the bomb. You guys are the bomb. Not that anybody else isn't, but you really are because you really connect. You know how to connect with people. You know how to, to focus in and zero in and, and you're the one that goes up and says, hey, how you doing today? Not, hey, how you doing today? <laughs> and keep going. You will stay there and you will listen. Um, and so uh, S, high S personality traits really like things to be steady, stable. I'm not gonna say you don't like change, but if you're gonna have something change, you like to be prepared for it. Uh, you like to know and that it, you like to make sure the change is gonna work for you. Um, many times um, a high S personality will kind of uh, be more on the reserved side in the sense of calling themselves shy. How many of you think you're shy? Shyness, I'm gonna release from you today, is a fear. It's not a personality trait. You don't need to have it, all right? It's a reserve, reservedness about you, which is beautiful, but shyness, you don't have to carry that because you're just you, beautiful you, Aaron, I look at you and it's like, man, you have so much, you carry love. You're a love carrier, sweetie, you really are. And you do that really well. So- um, hang, hang on a second. Yeah. So just going about that, that shy thing. Here's what actually happens in, the, in that high S world, okay? You're naturally reserved, okay? That means you like to, and with people, you like to get to know people. So right now, the first day that you walked into this class, oh no, oh no. But now, you're sitting with people saying, I feel comfortable. I like this small group. Now I, I know this person next to me, I know this one. And you start coming out. And then you get to know these people. And then you get to know those people. So th it's not that shyness, you just, it takes time for you to feel comfortable with other people. Right. You want to see, you, you want to feel safe. Right. You just. Right. Right. Yes. Right. <clears throat> right. And you see, there are some personalities that will do that. And it's almost like you, you not, I'm not saying you're, in, you're intimidated by it, but you, it can be intimidating to hear somebody just walk up to somebody and say, oh my gosh, how are you? You know, blah, 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 blah. And, and you sit there and you go, gosh, I can't even do that. Well, guess what? You're not supposed to. So don't worry about it. It's not part of who you are and we're all fine with it. Because people can tell when you are being who you are. They really can. And people in general, in your relationships, they don't really care if you're quiet or loud, just be you. Because you, you know that makes another person feel really comfortable. What makes people feel uncomfortable is when you're starting, you're going, uh, I, 
uh, and you start saying stuff that doesn't make sense and it just looks awkward and it's like, don't worry about it. There's this beautiful silence that comes from the high S that gives a high I perfect opportunity to just talk your ear off. So don't worry about it. If you high S's are having trouble with that, just find a high I and go latch onto them and they'd be happy to talk for you. So no worries there. Yeah, so just a continuation with, with, the, with the high S personality. Um, the, the one word for S is, is supportive. They are, they are great friends, they're yeah. great listeners, they're just great people. Hey, they, you, you call them up, I'll be there for you, okay? And two minutes later after you call them, she called them and they say, yes, I'm gonna be there for you too. <laughs> and after that, she calls up and says, you know what, I'm gonna be there for you too. Now you've just triple booked yourself on you know, Sunday at three o'clock to help everybody move. What are you gonna do? Well, now you're in a pickle. So here's an antidote for high S's. I would love to help you, but I just committed to helping Bob. You feel better, because what do you love to do? I love to help people. That's what you are. You are wired to help people. You're hired to support them. And then when Kathy calls up, oh, Kathy, I'm so sorry. I just told Bob again, I already committed there. But after I'm done helping them, I would love to help you. Would that be okay? Come on. <laughs> it would be okay. And you see, this will give you a sense of freedom, you know, so because no is a scary word for you. But no it could be a good word because it takes that because, well, because you didn't say no, now you've just kind of paralyzed yourself and have to deal with, oh my gosh, I couldn't say no to these three people. So practice that, seriously practice that. And you know, even if you're gonna have a confrontation with a friend, a family member, or your boss, rehearse. Rehearse what? The potential conflict that you're gonna face with him or her, okay? You didn't get your work done. Well, you know what, I didn't know the assignment. What didn't you know? Well, I wish I needed more instruction. I wasn't properly trained. So give you, you know, just go through all the potential questions. And so you know what, it's okay to say, hey, you know what, can you give me time to think about that? And I'll get back to you tomorrow. But if you do that, make sure you get back to him tomorrow. All right, so, I don't know, let's find out. I, I guess not. Oh yeah, please put your phones on silent. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so that's high S in a nutshell. I mean, there's so much to say about each one of these. One of the things that I forgot to say, because I talked about the D in that control freak thing, um, the, ways, the way I controls that unredeemed state of theirs is to be really sarcastic and to like literally throw sarcasms at people because that's how they will control the conversation. And since that's how they operate a lot in conversation that you'll see that um, for an S, <laughs> and some of you may have experienced this either with yourselves or with somebody else who's wired like this is they get really bitey. Like they start snapping. And what happens is it's this, the S's have this really sweet kind of personality trait, um, but then all of a sudden you see this part of them and you go, where did that come from? And so a lot of times it's because 
because the highest doesn't like to um, express outwardly all the time, or they don't know how, they feel like they don't know how, and it's a good, a good practice to really get, like the way you express to God, it's okay to express to people and just talk through some of the things. And um, this way you're not holding stuff in. Because a lot of times a high S, if they're not, you know, and again, this is not about, if you're a high S, this is what you do. These are tendencies that can happen if you're in that an area of not being quite redeemed where you hold it in and you hold it in and you hold it in. And all the while, nobody knows what's going on with you until one day. And that one day the cork pops and you just spit it out or somebody you know is just like, and you go, where did that come from? Well, it came from a way deep place that just couldn't take any more. And so that's why it's a good practice, especially for the high S, to release somehow whatever it is that's going on and, and like put, you gotta kind of push yourself out there a little bit and say, okay, when you said this, this is how I feel. When you did this, this is how I felt. This way it's not stuffed inside. See, these guys up here, they don't usually have a problem with that. D's and I's are usually telling you right where they feel, right when they feel it. Um, but the S's and C's have a little bit of a lesser uh, ability to do that in, in a forced m situation. And so it is a good practice to get yourself out there a little bit. Like Veet said before, if you're not ready to confront, you should never be forced into a confrontation. If somebody says, I need an answer now, I understand that you need an answer now, but I don't have one for you. I will give you, I will give that to you tomorrow or whenever. That's an okay response. Never feel that you, are, you know, other people's behavior to dictate to you how you have to behave. Because a lot of times with the high S's and even some of the C's, they feel this pressure. Like, I got to do this. I got to do it now because they're telling me. Hmm, no, that's them trying to control where you're at. And so when you become that powerful person, you know, Danny Silk's, everybody's seen with Danny Silk with the powerful people thing. A powerful S says, you know what? I will answer you, but I need a little time to think about that. And I'm not going to do it under these circumstances because you seem a bit angry. <laughs> you, you know. With, with the S's, you take a look at the percentages on the board, 35%. Okay, that's the majority of, you know, if, you, if these numbers, by the way, are worldwide, the, the population, doesn't matter, you know, male or female, mm -hmm. you know, if we go, these would be the approximate numbers that, you know, you would expect. And the reason why, you know, it would, it would be like God to make the most S's, okay? Too many chiefs, not enough Indians, okay? That's why they didn't make, you know, you know, 35% Ds, okay? We, we just only need about 10% of people really in charge and leading the way. But, you know, you take a look at administrative decides. We need people, you know, serving wherever, just helping out. But the other thing is, you know, with, with that S uh, personality, and the reason why we point out, because there's so many of you, and, you know, uh, we want to see every quadrant be freed up, okay? And the reason, what you, the reason why you do what you do is you put other people first, okay? Because you don't want to look bad because you've offended or hurt someone else. But you know what? I don't want to say go ahead and start offending other people, but it's okay to be you. You know what? I don't want to help right now. That's okay. Just say no. Can't make it. And if somebody says, hey, why can't you help me? You don't owe them an answer why you can't say, you know what? I really can't. And that's okay. It is okay. Any questions with S? Any freedom just occurred for the S people? <laughs> okay.
Raise right. your hand high. Moving into SeaWorld over here. Yes. No way. I'm not even It's all, she asked, how does the IS, because that's how you're wired, right? How does that mix together? How does that coexist in these two different worlds? And it's, it's because the, the commonality is people. And you just, you just love people. And you want to be loved by people. And it's like you like that, that warmness in relationships. And so with the I, and, and I don't know how high, what's your, what's, okay, and what's your S? Okay, what's your D? Eight, okay, and C? Okay, so you really, you are extended in your I and S more so than the other two. And so that might make you feel uncomfortable in a job-related situation where a task has to be done. Because you're thinking about, well, I wanna have fun doing this, I wanna do it with people, I don't wanna do it by myself. I don't know, are those some of the thoughts you have? Yeah, okay. And so. So what you have to do is, first of all, just say, wow, this is really cool to be me because people mean everything to God. And so where your task comes in is actually for the people. So you can be driven to, a ta to do a task when you know what it means to people because then that will bring a light to you to say, I just helped somebody. That's your driver. Your driver for helping people is, is how you get your tasks done. Would you, not, would you agree? Yeah. And so you, you coexist really nicely when you don't get frustrated with yourself because your frustrations are coming from why can't I blah, 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 yes or no? Well, the reason is you're not wired that way. So if you have a person in your life who's a high D, who's constantly driven and doing tasks, and, you're, and they're like, why aren't you do this? Why aren't you get this done? Why aren't you finishing it? Why aren't you? Your answer can be, because I'm not wired like that. <laughs> it's not the way God made me. But I will get the job done. I just want to do it. I want to know my purpose for it. Does that make sense? So you can get along great with yourself if you just say, you know what, God, thank you for wiring me like this. And now I just want to know how to connect doing my tasks the way I would do them, meaning you. Does that help? Okay. All right. Anybody else on S? All right. We're moving into SeaWorld. Uh, C's are your cautious very calculated type of people. They will take risks. They're just going to be more calculated than, say, an impulsive person would do, which impulsive people more up here. They're more processors in the sense of they're going to find out what it's going to take to get this job done, not just go get the job done. They, they'd like results. They just don't want to do anything sporadically, so they have their process. You guys are laughing. Yeah. Yes. Can all the C's raise? Yes, thank you, Dimitri. Okay, Sea Worlds, where are you? All right. So, just an example. Vitz and I are um, Vitz is high C. I'm high I. Those are our two top letters. 
when we first got married, um, it was a whirlwind, let me just tell you. I thought, what did I do? And I'm sure you were feeling the same. And some of the things in regard to the C, because he's such a processor, I had to realize that it's not going to work if he gets home from work and we just fly out the door. Hey, I want to go out. Boom. You know, we both worked a full day, but I was energized and I'm ready to go. Beats is like, I just want to chill for a minute because I have to think. I have to think about what happened in my day. I'm like, well, hurry up and think because, you know, time's a wasting. So we would go through this a lot. And, um, you know, when we got married, we, we, uh, Matthew 6.33 was the scripture we placed over our marriage, and we were, you know, seek ye first the kingdom and all his righteousness, and we we're like, oh, we better put his righteousness in between us because this isn't working. And um, so we had to get to know, we had to do that little extension of unselfishness, which is part of the problem in a lot of marriages, they don't, people are selfish. And so by becoming a little less selfish, I'm not saying fully, we were starting to understand that this, this is not going to work unless we do something different. And so I had to take my time with this and realize that he's thinking it through. And then he had to come over a little bit in my world and realize that, oh, wait a minute, she's not, because I'm a question asker, asking questions. I, he thought I was questioning him. Because a high C is a very think, think, think oriented personality trait. Again, this isn't about intelligence, but most high C's, they know a lot. It's not because they're smarter, it's because they wanna do the research before they do something. I'm gonna look that up. I'll be like, oh look, we could just do this, and he goes, well let me look that up. What are you looking it up for? Let's just go, you know? Well, I mean, we go buy a car, he already has every piece of that car that he would go in, talk to the guy, and the guy's trying to sell him something over here, and he goes, no, 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 no. This is what we want, and we want it for this price. What can you do for us? You know how many times he had, the guy had to go back to the manager? You know, that whole thing, let me go talk to my manager? And Beats would just sit there and wait, and I'd be like, let's just get the car. So it's, it's nice to have high C's around because they do the research. They like to be right, and the unfortunate part is most of the time they are because they do the research. So if you're not going to take the time to do that, respect the high C in your life. Um, yes? But you see, you know, living in SeaWorld, it's, it's, it's fun, but you know what? I'm not going to say fun is not a word I would use. But, <coughs> but the thing is, you, what you have to watch for is because you're, you know, you're always looking for, and you're, you're analyzing, and uh, you're looking, doing research. There, like Teresa said, there's one thing to ask questions and the other one is questioning because one is probing to try to trick you or to you know get you into a guilty confession and so you so i had to make that adjustment and be aware of that again self-awareness the other thing is you know what one is you know Sh sean so graciously said you know you had you know about the wisdom you you spend time you're looking for the correct thing okay but the thing is i have to watch that I, have a, I could be either critical or I can critique. Okay, so for the C's, here's a, a bonus uh, for tonight. So <clears throat> when you're asked to critique something, you know, let's say typically a project, okay, don't tell your boss the project's not gonna work because that's not gonna work for you. But let's say you have some reservations about the project, okay? So you, you tell, hey boss, you know what? 
I see three good things about why I think this project is gonna work. And you give them the list. But you know what? I'm really concerned about this aspect. Learn how to do that. Be, you know, to learn to critique instead of being critical. Find three good things to say, and let's call it one concern. Okay? Question, questioning, critiquing, being critical. Yeah. And one of the things about, like, with this, um, with the high C, being a thinker, I would ask Beats in the beginning of our relationship, what do you feel? He automatically went into what he thought. It just wasn't something that he didn't go by feelings. Not that he doesn't have feelings, he just didn't go in that way. So it was a constant. So we have to be, you know, we have to have grace with each other. Because somebody else is, is thinking differently and you could be a feeler and the other person's a thinker and, you know, without making judgments, let's just respect that. Imagine if, you know, in a world where no one blamed anybody for certain, for things that happened. Imagine no blame in a relationship, what that would look like. Because what happens is when we don't understand each uh, another person, you start to go, well, if they had just done this, it wouldn't have happened. Many people do that. And it's, it's like acceptable. Like, well, the truth is, if they didn't, it wouldn't have happened. But who cares? So imagine lifting off the blame off yourself, off each other, and just saying, you know what, this happened, admitting mistakes. It's some, it's areas like, and again, that's not a personality trait, not to admit mistakes, that's pride. So these are, there's some things we just gotta know that we have to lift off ourselves so that we can focus on what is this relationship supposed to look like? Because there's so much fogging it when we got all that stuff. So just like for the, for the S, we said, hey, how do you handle the situation? Hey, no, I would love to help you, but I already committed to somebody else for the, for the C, because there might, now this is highly unusual, there might be a chance that you get wrong in something, but in the un unlikely event that you are wrong, you'd say, hey boss, I stand corrected on this. Let me, let me just change, you know, let me just correct my answer. Because what do you, what do you live for? You live for correction, okay? Because you want to make things right, you want to make things better. Um, for the D, I forgot to mention that one earlier, uh, you know, you could say, hey, let me give you better results. I could do better, okay? So those are some antidotes. Uh, we neglected to tell you, notice the color for the blue guy, blue, uh, you know, I'm sorry, for the S guy, the color is blue. He's also on a teeter-totter, plus and minus, because sometimes S is waffle. Well, okay. in decision-making, how many high S's love to make decisions? <coughs> like, you just thrive off of it. Yeah, yeah, not the funnest thing for to do. And so in your decision making, we have a, a daughter who's a high S and when she was little, I would just teach her how to do process of elimination. It just worked for her. She's 25 now, she makes her own decisions, but she still does her little, well, let's see, I want this because that's it, and she, she narrows it down and makes her decisions that way. It's not that you can't make decisions. Usually the inability to make decisions is because you're afraid that you're gonna be wrong. And taking that kind of courage to say, you know what, I've got to make this decision, and if it's wrong, I'll just do something else. Like to free yourself up of being afraid to be wrong. Because it's really not much you're holding on to when you're holding on to being afraid to be wrong. And so, um, you know, when our kids were little, they knew this stuff. They worked it out with themselves so much so that they'd go to school and our oldest who's a high I would come home and say, oh boy, I got a high C teacher. 
I better be quiet, and I better just answer her questions. Um, she said, or she's not going to like me, because that meant a lot to her, and she knew she wanted to be liked. And so there's, there's just different things that if um, those of you who have children, if you just get to know their personalities and the way they should go, then instead of the way you think they should go, um, it makes them a more, uh, a sa they feel safer in who they are. And a lot of us didn't have that growing up and everything else, but we got now. And so, I mean, God, a place in God makes you feel safe. God, you know, help me. Help me understand how I'm wired so that I can operate in a peaceful existence, so that I can be free to be me. A lot of us put real high expectations on ourselves to be things that he's not asking us to be. But if we would free ourselves up and just say, you know, I did, I made this mistake, but I know this is going to be okay because now I'm going to veer it over this way. Saying I'm sorry, a little repentance, these are good things. And at the end of the day, who really cares? How many times have you said you're sorry about something, changed the way you were, and somebody came back to you and said, yeah, I remember when you said you were sorry, you changed the way you were, but I'm still holding that against you. Maybe somebody did do that to you, but that's on them, not on you. So release all of that. Want to do the PQ? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we, do we take a break? When do we take a break? Are we, yes. What happens? What, when couples exactly the same? We had a couple that we, we worked with them. They were exactly, their wiring was the same on the grid. Um, and they were both high CSs. The problem in this situation was they were assuming, because high Cs have a tendency to assume they know, they were assuming what the other person was thinking. And so it depends on how they're wired. When you say, so, so that was an assumption on their part that they knew how each other was thinking, but we're all so unique, you can't possibly know that all the time. So what, what um, personality traits are you talking about? Right, yes. Yes, which is why it's so important to step outside of, like push a little bit, like my C is super tiny. I don't even know how many now, I think I got two on the C. But that doesn't mean that I can't be calculated. I'm just gonna be calculated different than he is because he's got a lot more squirts than I do in that. That's us. So we're diametrically opposed. So the red is me and the blue is beets. So th there's numbers, you Without know. Without Jesus. It so there, you know, the numbers uh, on the graph, like Teresa said, hers is the red, mine is the blue. And any difference of more than 30, okay, the scores shows that you have stress, meaning that you don't see eye to eye. And the further you go away, you ain't seeing nothing together, okay? And so in, in, um, in I, Teresa has 100 squirts of I, I have four, so I am I challenged. So 96 units apart, then there's um, 64 units apart in S, and then 92 in C, okay? There's a lot of intensity on both sides for us, okay? And we had to, to work that, and we constantly work that out, 
And as um, we'll talk about it later on, when you have, Teresa, come on, we'll do, we'll do the example. So this is how we see uh, our prospectus. She's looking at I, I'm looking at C. Teresa, would you see the American flag over there? No. What? Israel. It's right, there's red, I'm white, and blue. At, I'm looking at Israel. No, you're not. T take a couple of steps, Let's go for a walk. This is what we see, this is how we live. You see that difference back there? That is a lot. Unless we go like this. So to answer your question, Vic, you have to awareness about yourself. If you're both aware that you don't get things done, then you talk that out and you say, okay, how can we make this fun? How could we make this where it will do something for other people? Because if you're, if you're both high S's, you're all about the people. And so then you wanna say, well, what works for us? You don't have to make your C up or your D. You just have to look at, this is how we're wired. We know we don't get things done if we're not focused. So that's where the two people get together and they say, okay, so how do we make this work for us, being just us? Well, what do we care about the most? Well, we care about the people. And so if we have this job to do, that's the driver. The driver is the people. And that's how that works. Does that make sense? So go into you know, our um, situation here, okay? So what we've learned to do is, because you know, like I said, the, the logic, the thinky uh, part, feely part, uh, feely not existent, thinky very existent for me. So we just had to learn to, <coughs> uh, <coughs> I'll give you an example. So for the picnic, you know, we were gathering some volunteers and, you know, the, 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 the church picnic, okay? So Teresa says, you know, meet at our house and we'll load up and, and then we'll go to the park. How far is the park? Uh, it's about a mile. Said it was a Teresa mile. said it was about a mile. So Mr. Exacto here, I went from, the, from my house to the park and measured it. Before the picnic. Before the picnic. It's Days just under three miles. <clears throat> okay. And so it wasn't too proof, but these are the kind of things that we had to work. Now, I could have been exact all my life, but you know what? What is it going to do? It's going to alienate. It's going to cause friction. Is there really any reason to be, you know, that's 2.97 miles? No. No. <laughs> well, it mattered to you. So when he came back and he said it's three miles, I said, yeah, probably. Because I didn't really care. But you but see. You, you know, so. So I just want to throw this out there. It's another little story, but all of my life, I had great, I had great parents, and my dad was so good at taking care of us as kids, and we had five girls and two boys, and, and he was just so good with taking care of, especially financially, and so he took care of all that stuff, and when I, after I got out of college and got on my own, my brother uh, helped me to pay bills and stuff because I had an apartment with him. So he took over in that regard. And then I married Veets and he gave me the life I was accustomed to. And he took over in the area of finances. And guys, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but when I was in college, I didn't even know how to write a check. Now, we, I laugh at that now, but it was pretty sad because dad used to put money in the account and he gave me a checkbook. He assumed, dad was a DC, he assumed that I was like my older brothers and sisters and just knew how to do that. 
but I didn't. So I was writing checks, because, oh, I have a checkbook. Daddy put the money in the account. I'm just going to write a check. Well, lo and behold, Sunday night came with my call to Dad, and he's like, Tracy, overdrew the account. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm telling you, it was bad. So just that, just, just a little background. So I, I learned since how to marry, how to write a check. Um, but when I married Vitz, he's so good with the finances. It's, it wasn't like we had this marriage where, man, those are the finances. It was just like he was so much better at it, it worked. And I didn't know. I didn't know what we had, what we didn't. I would just do grocery shopping and all the stuff I had to do and whatnot. Um, and Vitz paid all the bills. But then we got into great debt. We lost a house in Connecticut. There was just all this debt. And we'd never been in this situation before. We were always the one giving the money. Now we were like, oh my gosh, we have like all this debt. We were trying to save our house and it wasn't selling. And the, the 2007 short sale thing wasn't even a short thing yet. So we were in that. Banks didn't know what to do with us, all this kind of stuff. So that long story short, the Lord tells me, I want you to take over the finances. And I laughed, not like Sarah laughed, but I was like, God, you gotta be kidding. First I said, get behind me, Satan, because I'm like, no, that would never be something to happen. Um, but he said, I want you to alleviate Vietz from that because he was work, you know, the, the job and stuff. And we, like, God taught us about provider during that period of time, but me taking over the finances. So I got online, I set up our bank accounts, I had my own system. My, the high eye in me set up all this stuff by the power of the Holy Spirit, because I said, okay, God, I will do this, but I'm warning you, if I overdraw us, if I do something stupid, I'm blaming you. <laughs> um, but long story, coming to an end here, I did it. And I did it well, I just didn't do it like Vietz. And it took me longer to get it. And it took me a little, like he could have figured out in his head how to do all that stuff. Um, he actually said I did a better job than him with because I was more precise, because he estimated money and I would be like, you know, we have 25 cents left in this, you know, whatever. Um, and I wrote everything on paper, whereas he would keep it, you know, and it just worked. So I wanna encourage you guys to know that you don't have to be like a certain type of personality to get stuff done. You can do it in whoever you are. It's just gonna look different. Everything is gonna look different in that. Yeah, and you know, if you're married or you have a friend, you know, you'll, you'll come across relational challenges, okay? And the, probably the big takeaway is learn to celebrate the other person, okay? I can tell you that I did not celebrate Teresa, you know, in early times of when we, when we uh, got married. And it's because I'm Mr. Thinker, I'm Mr. Logic, and you can see where that got me into trouble. But you see, you know, praise the Lord, he wired me like that. But that doesn't mean the other personality traits are you know, unimportant. And now I, I admire Teresa because, you know, she has the ability to just be a charismatic crowd, you know, stimulator. You know, if you heard her preach on Sunday or, or you know, uh, uh, any other teachings, or you've sat with a, a Sozo, she, she has a relationship with God because she 
enjoys and cherishes relationships. She asks a lot of questions, okay? And that's something really to admire. So I, I'm, you know, I watch and I celebrate that. There was a time that I was intolerant of things like that. And the thing is, learn to celebrate, don't just tolerate. Because if you just tolerate, one day you will no longer tolerate. It will be intolerant and the relationship will go. So, you know, for, for those, like I said, married couples, celebrate one another in your differences. It's true, I, and I'm gonna just say this, and thank you for that, that was beautiful. I celebrate these, because one of the things that attracted me to him was that he was so smart. And, um, but in that, in that smartness, I realized that I need to also see myself as a, as a counterpart for him. That I wasn't something that, you know, lower in, in intelligence. I made up for it in my, you know, <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like this, and he's not. Um, but uh, truth be told, you know, God brought us into a place where we're like, wow, this is really cool that you're like this, and it's really cool that you're like this, because together we make a complete big picture. And that's how you raise your kids, and that's how you do your ministry, and that's how you do your jobs. And even though, you know, he has a, a job outside of this, it's like, I want to know what's going on in that, not, not just to want to know, but because I got to know how to pray in that direction for him. Like, we need to know how to pray for each other. And if all we're thinking is the way of celebrating beats is, you know, certain things, it's not going to connect. So to ask your, whoever you're in relationship with, what does it look like to celebrate you? You know, throwing a high S in the middle of a room for their birthday and saying, sing us a song is not a celebration for her or him, right? That's the celebration for the I, or maybe the D, but the D probably wouldn't because it's not real rational. But the, the, what I'm saying is you don't want to celebrate the way you think. You want to celebrate the individual, and that's what Vita is saying. He celebrates me for the way I think. I celebrate him for the way he thinks. Sometimes it clashes, and we have to remind each other. I'm not feeling celebrated right now, you know? But you do that, because that's the honesty in the relationship. So. Got a question. So levels can go the way things are going. You, you might find yourself, and Amber can attest to it, you kind of flow in what's going on at the moment. And there's takes a lot, though, maybe, to motivate to, to on one thing. So you've got, you've got all these different places. I, we knew somebody who was a level, and she was like, I felt like I had to be this, I had to be this, I had to be this. She didn't know she was level in her personality, and she felt like she had to be something that she wasn't because it was like, well, I'm not like that, and I'm not like that, and I'm not like that. So chill, because you can, I don't want to say be all things to all people, but you, you're kind of like, yeah, this is flowing. Nothing, nothing like throws you off the... The, the, the pl in a place where it's like you're extreme in anything. That's what I mean. Um, does that see, explain See, that? the levels are a very fascinating uh, personality, and I kind of drew it up there. So they're right around that midline. So 
It also could be, first of all, you, you could be like a chameleon. So you could adapt to any situation at any given time. So <clears throat> you might be very energetic and acting like a D because we got to get it done. But the same situation at other times, ah, I don't want to do this. And go across the board, you know, being overly outward or being friendly with people or, you know, thinking. So you could do that. So you could be going up and down. Doesn't mean all <clears throat> that you're always balanced at, at one time. So you have the ability to, you could be with all these people in, in different ways. Or you could say today, I don't want to be with any of these people. And you're okay. Any of that, and where's my other level? Yes or no? Do you feel that or no? And yes. That's <laughs> it. <coughs> and l let me tell you, yeah. W you, let me tell you how awesome that is because we actually we had some people that we did an assessment like this. They felt that one of them actually felt that they were they were diagnosed with ADHD. And meanwhile, he's saying this is exactly what's going on with me. Sometimes I want to do this, but they say I don't want to do this today. And the doctors say you're crazy. No, that's how you're wired. And then another gal, a gal, same thing we, we met, she in, in um, high school, she would hang out with the cheerleaders, would hang out with the cool kids, hang out with the nerds, hang out with the potheads, and the things like that. <laughs> and, but, and, and all her other friends, how do you do this? Because the jocks, the athletes would just stay in their group, but she fit in any group at any given time. And she was like, Praise the Lord. She felt like she didn't know where she belonged because she didn't make those kind of choices to just be over here. So That's less than 2% of the, the population. Level? Back here, right over there. How's that feel for you? <laughs> so, um, Excellent question, by the way. Yes. We had another question. Go ahead. <laughs> Here, here's how we would answer. Okay, we believe that your basic graph, the one on the right, you—that is who you have been all your life. Okay. And we just kind of stand on the word of God because it says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. So we believe that God made you the way you are. The, the, the one with the most adapting, adapting to ver the environment graph, you adapt to whatever the situation is. The one th that was the, s the second one I said was the one on the, on the left, the, the most graph, that you're constantly okay. changing. So the environmental graph is the one that shows could be changed. Like if you took this again, that could change because it, it, it was based on your most answers, which are it subject depends. to change. Subject to change. Yes. 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 So your job, you may have to behave a certain way because you're on this particular job, and then at home you're more chill, you're more you, and so the basic graph is the one that is the more the you. you, and so okay. What do you do for a living? Okay. Did you really like that job? 
Okay. How did you do on the job? Were you stressed? Okay. Yeah. So that alone will cause that environment. I don't know how long ago it was that you had the job. You just quit. Okay. So see, that environment for you was way different than what the life that you like to live. And so you were forced to be in a certain place, and it wasn't comfortable because it wasn't you. And that's what your environmental graph is showing. So that's basically a, a fish out of water. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's all about the people. It's the other stuff, the pressures and the pushing and the, the yeah, I get it. Oh, side note. We are, just so you know, we're completely out of debt because God did that, you know, my debt story before. So a couple of years, like five years, six years we're out of debt now. But, you know, I just had to throw that in there because we are out of that mess. But, yeah, I like to throw that, that in. Is a question back there? Okay, so that's you are, I'm sorry. Excellent. Your DS in the blend? Okay. Yeah, but, okay. So do you find you have um, a little bit at war with yourself sometimes? Like I've made a decision to do something, but, oh, I wish I did it this way. Okay. Tell me what, what your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your name? What is, what is, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's your name? You're Alice? Okay. Alice. First of all, Alice said that that is a, a unique blend. Okay. Yep. So anybody who is this uh, DS or SD or ICCI, okay, that, that is a, a unique blend. Okay. So what, what we're saying is that because you have... What do you, I'm going to say this statement, and tell me what words are exactly the same. Outgoing task, reserve people. None of them. Okay, that means sometimes you're operating in let's get her done mode, high pace, fast thing. Then you like to go, you know what, I need time to, to sit down and be with my friends. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful thing. You have the ability to shift, you know, from getting it done to let's sit tight. Okay, there's a couple other DSs in the room too who, mm -hmm. who agree. Okay, and, any, and also, if you have, there's um, many of us in, in the room who have three letter blends, mm -hmm. so that means you will have a cross blend. Yeah. So you could be a CSD, CSD or SDC, that means you have that same thing going on with the DS. Sometimes, you know, you, you're, you're, you are getting it done, then sometimes, oh wow, I just need to kind of relax and chill with maybe one or two good people around me. We had a friend who had a DS blend and his struggle was, he, was, he had a little bit when I said at war with himself because he was like, I really got to get this job done, but I'm concerned about the people. He was a contractor. He owned his own business and um, he goes, but I'm concerned about my workers because it's a lot of work and I got to, you know, he didn't want to be a driver to them, but so he went, that was a little at war with himself. Um, he sat with us and we talked to him, uh, this is back in Connecticut, and he, um, we suggested that he get the workers to stay later and buy them dinner.
because they would go home at four o'clock. They were, how would you? Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. He would he would drive. <laughs> they were off the payroll, you know, kind of guys, but they did a great job. But they wanted to leave at four o'clock, so he, you know, we suggested that he get them dinner, feed them, and gather around them and have conversation with them, and then they would finish the job. And it worked for him, and he felt better about it. The guys were really happy because they got free food and they got to sit and talk together. Um, and his D and S were both satisfied and he didn't you know, have that conflicting thing anymore. And he started to use it, it, just knowing that about himself. See, again, this is about awareness. Know how you're wired so that you know why you're doing what you're doing. Instead of being conflicted with yourself, it's more about, you know, I'm just gonna go with this and then I'm gonna go with this you know, especially if you're opposite uh, blends, but your D is so much higher, Alice, that you probably operate more in that, which is why you're like, no, I don't have any conflict in there. It's more about, I wanna get that done, but then you got this little part of you that, you know, that needs that chill time, so. See, with, we, with these uh, unique personality blends, you can remember stories, and so we had a, another DS, mm -hmm. and he was a pastor, and uh, at the end of the service, he, uh, <laughs> So <coughs> he, al he also was very involved in the, in the children's ministry. So he's standing at the end, in the back of the, the church, and he sees little Johnny come up, go on stage, and starts playing the drums after service. And you know, I'm standing next to him. He goes, oh, I can't, I got to get Johnny off that stage. And then so he, he gets Johnny off the stage. He goes, oh, Johnny, I just love you. <laughs> so he went from DS. But he, he felt bad about correcting. He just wanted to give him, he got him hug. So he didn't get the job accomplished about say, listen, don't go on stage and things he like that. He has no idea that he shouldn't have been on the stage, Bill. So. More questions? All right. Does any, do we need to take a break? Yes. All right, guys. How much? How much? Five minute break. Um, and then we're going to go into the second part and questions and answers and
All right, if you guys want to find your seats, or let me share that differently. All the eyes, if you want to find your seats, we're going to let Veets and Teresa continue. Why don't you tell them how people leave Lucas? Okay. So, oh, before I forget, I don't think I went over the C, what the C does in their unredeemed state when they're wounded. You know, we talked about the D and the I being sarcastic and the S, you know, uh, bitey. The C withdraws. Those of you who are high Cs or know high C personality traits that have a little bit of something going on, they will just withdraw when they can't take anymore. Like, um, again, I'll use us as an example. When we first got married and we'd be in a discussion and I'm like ready to just conquer this thing and confront this situation and get to it, Feats would just like stop and walk out the door. And I'd be like, hey, wait a minute, where are you going? I got still talking here, you know? And, and, and it just didn't phase him. He just kept walking because he, could, he couldn't take anymore. And that was his way of controlling the situation, withdrawing. So again, those little control freak behaviors, we all got them, or we had them. Now I'm not saying anybody's carrying it now, but those are things to, to be aware of. And then there's uh, just another quick antidote for something. So how do the DISC get recharged? Okay, so Ds, might go out and play some kind of competition sports mm -hmm. or do something like extreme fitness something that, you know, where there's a good challenge. Uh, and, and I would go home, <coughs> uh, gather a bunch of people, have a party, or just just have fun. Uh, S's would find a place of something that they might like to do, if they like to cook or bake, kind of nice quiet. Uh, C's would, you know, <coughs> do something that makes sense. Crossword puzzle, <laughs> Sudoku, <laughs> Sudoku, things like that, because you know what? There's an answer, there's columns and rows, and life is good. But you can see, just by understanding and learning who you are, and you know, what your children or what your uh, other people are, hey, you can change, you can change the entire environment uh, that you're in. So, again, we'll talk about you know, our personalities and like how we do things differently. We can all do everything through Christ who strengthens us, but we are gonna do them differently. Even the gifts that we operate in, there's no gift that's secluded just to one personality trait, but we are going to do it different. So if you, you know, if, if you have a prophetic gift and you're a D, you're going to prophesy differently than an I or an S or C. You're not, it's not that we can't hold these gifts. I don't want to, you know, they used to have these spiritual assessments and all that mess. And it's like, God's not about that. He's about giving all the gifts freely and everybody operating out of who they are through those gifts in him, all right? So just, again, you know, just be free to be you in your gift giving <laughs> and your gift releasing. Um, leadership is another thing I hear. People are like, well, I'm not really a leader type. Well, got news for you. If you are sitting under the blood of Jesus, you are a leader type. It's just the way it is, guys. We're called to it. And, and so as we take our place in it, though, you want to take your place in it from who you are. So a D will lead, and you might see this in yourself or in other high D personalities, they're going to lead from the front. They're going to lead and direct uh, commands, and, and we're talking hopefully in a redeemed state so they don't squash people, 
Because again, we're talking, you know, high D leadership can look really ugly if the high D personality is unredeemed. Okay, but in a, a high D personality in a redeemed state will lead the crowd to nations, okay, for the glory of God. Um, General Patton is an example of a high D leader who got a lot done in a short amount of time, okay? High eyes will lead from the middle, okay? Take a look at some of your entertainers. Some of them are super high eyes, and they've got that influence that just, come on, come on, good or bad, they'll take you, you know? And a high eye will lead from the middle, meaning basically, Let's do this, guys. Let's go save the whales. It's a good idea, and I know it's a good idea, and you're going to have a lot of fun doing it, and blah, 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 and everybody joins them because it sounds so good. They could walk away going, I don't know what I just signed up for, but it sounds good. That's a high I. That's the type of leadership you're going to see out of a high I. A high S will lead from the back. What do I mean by that? And, and listen, high S's understand your quiet demeanor does not mean weakness. There is so much strength in what you can do. And so as a leader, you're going to lead through your observations of people. Because what are you about? The people. And so as a high S leader, you're going you're gonna to pull and you're going to see the things in, in specific people. If you're a high S employer and you have a high D employee, you can lead that person to greatness and they will respect you and not squash you if you know who you are. That's the key, being secure in who you are as a, as a high S personality. Again, I'm not labeling, I'm just saying in that high trait, you know where you flow if you're you know, high in the S. So the high C will lead from the side and the side meaning they are process people. And so they're gonna make sure that the process goes well. So whatever that is, whatever that project, whatever that thing is, they're gonna put the right uh, job for the right person and they're going to make sure that the process is going well and succeed. They're solution-oriented, high C's are, so they will find the solution to whatever that problem in the process is. And so as a team of people, if you're doing something together, you wanna mix your personality traits so you have a little bit of everybody in there and then you'll get the results that, that work. Any questions on leading in your personalities? Oh good, then you're all gonna go out and lead. Yeah, all right. Ah, here we are. This is kind of like, you know, towards the ending of our, our session here. We're gonna talk about the motivations and the needs of each personality trait. I wanna preface to say that every time you say I need something, you should be getting those needs met by the father and not by your spouse, not by a friend, not by your mom, dad, kids. We cannot fill your needs, nobody can. It's actually impossible, which is why people get so mad at each other because the expectations of the need filling is so high. Just take a look at the world. Take a look at the divorce rate. Take a look at all the messes of things. Why? Because people are seeking their needs to be met from another person. Never in God's plan. His plan, I give you these needs so you will rely on me to fill them. Me, meaning God. He doesn't want us perfect. He wants us to have these needs because he wants us to go to him with them. That's what he's calling us into, relationship. He likes the interaction. Oh God, I need this. I know you do. Come on, I'll talk to you about it, right? 
when we look at another person to fill that need, they're going to fail us 100% of the time. Again, you're be, you can behave a certain way and try to fill the need. And those of you who are need fillers, you're going to get what I'm saying. You, get, you always want to fill that need, fill that need. That's a need that's missing in you. That's called enabling. Always doing for somebody else because they need me. They need me. They don't need you. They need God. Now, we don't, don't mis misunderstand. We need each other. God created us to, to help each other out to be with each other, to, to fulfill purpose. What I'm saying is when Eve bit the fruit, okay, all the needs that they had that they were bringing to God, they were now bringing to each other because sin comes into the world. We know the story. And so ever since then, we're looking to another person. And so what, when, when we get our needs met from God, what naturally happens, and this was his plan all along, is you want to do for the other person what they need. You just want to do it. You don't feel forced. You don't feel like reading the book, his needs, her needs. You don't feel like second now, oh, I got to see these love languages. What are they? I like affirmation. I like this. I'm not discounting those books, but I did take them off our required reading list for marriages and premarital. Why? Because people are using them against each other. He doesn't do this for me, and he knows what my love language is. I don't care. Those books are great, but read them when you're healthy because then they will enable you to uphold another person and bring them into a place. I, I love to do what beats needs. He loves to do what I need, but we don't go, you didn't fill my need. I didn't fill your need, so I'm not doing that. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Again, lesson learned. But what good is it if you're constantly, because then you're constantly in that cycle, and what is that? It's one word, guys. It's called selfish. Mm -hmm. And so when we release that to the Lord and say, you know what, God? I just need you, and I need you to fill this need that's missing in me. See, a lot of us don't admit that we have needs because we think it's a weakness, but it's not. God made us to have needs. Just get them from him. So, hang on a second. I want to, uh, yes, sir. You know, Cheryl mentioned the word selfish. Um, just do me a favor on, on your piece of paper, write the word selfish S E L F I S H. So, that word is not pronounced selfish as in an aquatic sea creature. <laughs> Selfish is pronounced self-ish, meaning pertaining to the self, okay? And this is one of the, the statements we have in our, in our training manual. It says self-confidence plus self-centeredness. I was trying not to breathe <clears throat> in it. Self-confidence plus self-centeredness equals arrogance, okay? Self-confidence plus self-centeredness equal arrogance. Arrogance is what? Pride. Okay. Self-confidence plus self-awareness. What are we teaching here tonight? Self-awareness equals self-control. Tell you, if, if you know, it, it's great <coughs> to have a self-confidence in yourself, knowing who you are, okay, knowing that, hey, that I'm whichever quadrant I am, 
that I'm using it for the betterment of the kingdom. I'm doing the betterment for myself, my family, my friends. And then you, you, know, you, you operate that and you do it in a way that exhibits self-control. Now, right there, that's the kingdom of God. And, and I love that Cheryl Boyd mentioned that thing because selfish, if you become self-aware and you, you walk out just being in, in control of your, of your emotions, your thoughts and things like that, that's why we teach this stuff, okay? The self-awareness to say, you know what? Why do I think like that? Why do I behave like that? It's okay. But we, we're, we're giving you those danger signs where you become out of control. Become aware of that because you, you, know, you can't beware of anything until you become aware of something. Okay? So we're looking at, in the first thing is the D, personality. And you'll see you got that round circle. It's your motivators. It's a, on the page after your notes. And in the D quadrant, the motivators are choice, challenge, and take charge. So for example, a high D child whose parents don't know that they're a high D child is gonna think that their kid is rebellious. But I find it to be a big mistake when parents start labeling their kids as rebellious because then they start operating, the kids will start operating out of rebellion. What is happening is the parents need to understand that this child has needs to control things in a, in a way of taking charge because it's a natural thing for them. And so naturally they wanna take charge of something. So what do you do? Well, you don't let them rule the roost, but you give them small projects because they also like challenges and they also like to uh, see results as we talked about before. And so what you wanna do for the high D, and if you're a high D, know that these things are, are motivators for you. If I'm in charge of something, that's awesome. I don't need to be a control freak about it, but I like to take charge. And if nobody else is taking charge, I'll do it, right? The high Ds. So in that regard, you know, you wanna take charge of something, you wanna, um, but then there's the opposite, you know, the, the part where it's like, I need to control, I need to take charge. And those, those are the times where you wanna beware if you're operating in that. Why do you need that control? So would you happen to have an example of a high D child? Yes. That might have done this? We have a high D child. And um, the Lord showed me long before DISC that she needed to make choices and take charge of something and have projects, challenges in her life. And it's interesting because you wanna do that for all your kids, let them make choices, but the need is so strong there for the high D that if they don't have choices, if they don't, if they don't have an ability to take charge of something, they're gonna find out ways to go get it in a negative way, okay? So, so with our middle daughter, she's high D personality trait. Um, she didn't like to be told what to do. Now, does that mean that I never told her what to do? No, but the way I spoke to her got it. I had to change the way I was speaking to her coming from a place of, because I'm also high D. So I'm trying to tell her what to do. And she's not responding very well, where my high I child is like, okay, you know, floating around. And the high S, I didn't even have to tell her, she'd just do it. <laughs> but this one, a little more challenging. And so God showed me, he goes, what do you like? And I said, I like challenges. You like to make choices. I like to take charge. I didn't necessarily use those words, but you know. And he said, so why don't you pour that out and give that to her? 
And I just started giving her the, the things that would help her grow in her you know, highest trait that made her more, feel more good about who she was because she'd get frustrated. And so Amanda, I said, you have to, you know, your room, what does it look like? I'd ask her questions. What do you think about what your room looks like? She'd be like, oh, it's a mess. Because she was the type of kid that, you know, clothes came off and there they were on the floor and that kind of thing. And I eventually I just closed doors and they became teenagers and so just closed the door. Uh, but when she was younger, it was like, okay, you have, you have a, a choice here. You can get the room done between the hours of one, two, or three, whenever, you, you know, in between those hours. She'd have the room done sparkling by 2.59. Why did she do that? Because she was able to decide when she got the room done. I didn't say she could just leave it and not do it. I didn't say, oh, you don't feel like it, you don't have to. I said, okay, you have the, between these hours. All that did was help her feel satisfied that she made a decision. I know it sounds simple and it sounds even lame, but for a little kid, that was amazing. And she has no problem taking charge of things and doesn't have to control situations to, to today. She's married with two kids, one on the way. She's not controlling her kids. She's, she's actually finding in them the attributes of where their personalities are and trying to train them up according to what God's showing her about each one. It, it's just, it's not, it's not an easy task being a parent. Any of us as parents know this, but when you know how they're wired and you know, oh, I don't have to fight this. This can just really happen. Um, and so with that, choices, challenges, Take charge. Give grace for those high Ds in your life that are not so redeemed. Allow them to grow by giving them the things that they need. To uh, achievements and results. Those are things the Ds look for. Got to have those. I gotta, I, they got to accomplish something and see the results in it. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, high Ds, where are we? I mean, you take a look, you know, they just want to get things done, okay? They're not control freaks. The, the natural word is take charge. Why? Because I want to see things done. I want some results, and we need some achievement. That's how they're wired, okay? So just understand, because, you know, they, like I said, they are the easiest one to get the bad rap, right? Right, Sean, you get the bad rap? <laughs> see? There you go. <laughs> All right. Hi, I. What do they look for? Recognition, approval, and popularity. So coming from that perspective and how I'm wired, I, when I first saw that, I thought, wow, that looks really insecure. <laughs> Recognition, approval, and popularity. Again, the Lord was like, listen, you give that out, you're going to see it spread throughout. And so that recognition is not something I'm looking for from people, but I sure get it from him because I need it. Not that anybody else doesn't need recognition, but again, when you're wired in that high category, it's like, let's just admit it, guys. We like the approval. We like it. And so why not get it where you can get it constantly from the Father? Because if you're looking for it from people, you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> and so when our little high eye daughter was little and she would be you know like Shirley Temple uh, singing on the good ship lollipop no that was me but she was kind of like that too um give her the attention how many parents say oh she's just looking for attention we're not going to give it to her I'm like that's dumb she's looking for it 
And would you rather she look for it from guys when she grows up later, or will you give it to her now? And these are the things that we gotta realize. It's not that any other personality trait you know, isn't looking for attention, but a high eye, it has a need for it. It's like there. And if we give kids or people, adults even, if they are looking for it, give it to them, not enabling them. Don't, don't misunderstand. This is not about enabling. This is about giving them something that you have to give, especially if you're a high eye, you have it in you to give it because you need it. And that's how God will use us to pour this stuff out. I love encouraging people. It like lights me up and I recognize myself in it. It's like, you know, if I need to be recognized, I just recognize myself. If I need approval, I'll just approve of me. Like, it's just so easy. It's like, oh, they didn't like what I said? That's all right. I like what I said, so I'm good. It's, we we got to flow in that because people see that and they go, oh, I, I like that, you know. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, popularity. That's just a flow. I don't go around going, oh, I, I need to be popular. It's like you're just with people and they're talking and we're all talking and it feels good and, and it's just right. Because to me, it's like, oh, these people are like hungry and I want to feed them whatever it is that God's giving me to give them. That's how we as a body need to be for people. But we first have to get filled from God for those needs. Otherwise, we're going to be the ones looking at other people for them. And, you know, you got to know where you're at with that. If you are starving for attention, then get it from the Father. And I promise you, it will feel better to get it from him than it would from another person. Because the, the, the people thing is temporary. It really is. It'll last like a few minutes. Oh, that feels good. You get the high. And then the next day, what does the enemy do? Right in your head. And there you go on that roller coaster again. So instead of jumping on the roller coaster, you go, God, I lay in bed at night and I'm like, thank you for approving of me. <laughs> I mean, I don't do this every night. It's just more of a like, wow, this is so good. Because life is beautiful. Life is good when the Father is the one whispering in your ear. And that's all we need to remember. It's not like nobody has circumstances. I know there's circumstances. There's things you go through. There's troubles that we have. There's, there's insecurities. There's all that kind of stuff. But when we're getting stuff from the Father, and what does it take to do that? Trusting him. Trusting that he's the most important voice we have in our head. All right? So, you know, we've done many of these seminars, and, uh, you know, the, the high-eye personality blends, uh, there are some really fascinating stories with, with this, these men and women we met. And uh, two come to mind, and they just had to the ability to connect with any kind of people, from the people in the hood to the corporate vice presidents to the head of this to an average person. Absolutely amazing. We heard one story of the guy was in, in, the, in the Army, and he was able to get through to generals, and they needed supplies. He called him out, we, we need some more food over here, and a shipment would come in. And, but, the thing, but he was, he was flighty. But he had that gift, and it's just, wow. So if you're doing a project at work, and you have you know, a, a high-eye personality, you know, use them to, because they're so charismatic and, and they have the ability to connect, natural ability to connect, because why? They have a lot of energy. They're normally very, very positive. Mm -hmm. they, they embrace your story. They can, they can tell your story. And you know what? They'll go in there and they'll just rally the troops. Okay? So just understand that. 
great, great blend. Yeah, of don't people. ask your high IT mate to do the research. You know, not a good idea. Um, yeah. So, oh, I got to tell you. So, in eighth grade, I went to Catholic school, and the nun said to us, "I want you." It was American history, and she said, "I want you to do a project, but be creative." And I thought, oh boy, this is gonna be good. And so all these kids are using their creativity to research all these stuff because they automatically thought a paper. I crocheted the American flag and it had the 13 stars and stripes and I still have it. And my granddaughter just asked, she's gonna be Betsy Ross and I'm gonna take the flag out. I don't know why I just remembered that. But I think about that because it's like, she said, be creative. And I got an A plus on it. I mean, I remember this from eighth grade. Why? Because that stuck in my head that I was really creative back then. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, these are the kinds of things that we can do to get ourselves out of this box that we put ourselves in because we think this is what project means, this is what this means, this is what this means. Get yourself out of that state and move into the next place because God is really creative. So, um, hi, S's. S is look for appreciation, assurance, and acceptance. Now, approval with the I looks different than acceptance with the S in the fact that the, the S is not looking for, like I said, I'm sure, you know, Rose isn't going to want to come up here, take the mic, and sing you a song, although she may feel like it one day. It's okay. But it's not like the first place a high S is going to go to. Appreciation to a high S means, hey, Thank you so much for what you did. Here's a, a thank you card, gift card. Not a, hey, balloons and, and a four-member you know, member band shouting for her to come up and give a speech. It's just the difference of the way she feels accepted, of the way the high S will feel like, wow, I'm so appreciated. Because appreciation is a need. A simple thank you is not something that's that difficult to do. But yet, some people forget. They forget to thank somebody. Um, and as a, as a high S who, you know, you're doing, especially that high S's are like that serving type of personality, um, it's like an automatic for them. That is something that's really important. If you know someone who's high S and they're going the extra mile for you, make sure you say thank you, because that will mean the world to them. It will mean the world. So um, assurance and. I'm sorry, another word okay. for assurance is safety. Yeah. So, if, you know, the S's have a, a very high motivated by saying, hey, every, I know we got some change coming, but you know what? Things are going to be really great. I, I assure you, trust me, it's going to be okay. No, I, I, no, I assure you, it really is going to be okay. <laughs> okay. Then you now. start talking about <laughs> the, the change and things like that. And so, you know, whether you're at work and you're going to be dealing, you'll have a lot of high S's on your team, you know, do the one-on-one. -on -one. They're, they're not going to respond in that, in that meeting Oh man, I can't believe. No, you, you sit down. Hey, Sally, what do you think about this? You know what? And and draw out the question from them. You you're not feeling safe? Yeah, I'm not feeling safe about mm -hmm. it. Let me. Okay, tell me why. Okay. So it's it's really fascinating with the uh, with the S's. You see what their needs are: peace, cooperation, and stability. Okay. Because uh, this is the senior group here tonight. <laughs> So high S's tend to, to look what does that mean, like group? team players, okay? Tend to, now I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying that. S's want you to do your part. 
they will come. And I'll do my part. You do, make sure you do your part. You see what I'm saying? So they're not really, quote, team players, but they're just doing their part on the team where the true team player is the low D. Fascinating stuff. I'll tell you why it's fascinating, because you see the true attributes of what's how personalities are doing this. So like I said, that's why the S's get bitey. You know what, I did my part. How come you're doing your part? They're not really going for the team success. <laughs> They're just doing their part on the team, okay? But they cooperate. I'll do my part. I did it. Team didn't win. Hey, I did my part. But the team didn't win. The D will care about winning or losing. Neato stuff, huh? <laughs> so the, um, yeah, peace and cooperation and stability. When a high-S child feels unsafe, it puts them in a very traumatic situation. A high D for a child may feel unsafe, but they'll fight it out, whereas a high S might just with go into a place of, of trauma. And that's where a lot of times this shyness things come in with high S kids, because they feel like that it was just so unsafe, they withdraw into that place. And it, it is fear. But when you've got a high S kid that feels safe, and let me explain safety. Safety doesn't mean the perfect home, the perfect life. Safety just means that they can count on the person who is in charge of, in caretaking of them. They can move around 50 million times and feel safe. You, you know, parents, unfortunately, when they get divorced, a kid can still feel safe depending on how you connect with them, how you relate to what they're going through. And so, you know, I don't want anybody to get condemned like, oh, you know, we weren't safe. It's not, safety is within the being of a person, it's not on the outside, okay? The C personality trait looks for quality answers, value, and excellence, okay? And they are rule followers. It's like, let's just do it the way it's supposed to be done. And so with those quality answers, it's like, don't give me fluff. Just give me answers that are purposeful, that make sense. The value system, Beats is a shopper, he likes the 10 for 10 at Kroger, even if we don't need it, it's 10 for 10. It's value. Um, I'm trying to find places for all this stuff because it's 10 for 10. We don't even eat that, that's okay, it was 10 for 10. Um, so, you know, value is a, is a big deal there. Excellence, if you're gonna do the job, do it right. Like, otherwise don't do it at all. And so they're looking for excellence. I know I keep saying this through the night, but I know that all of us want things to be excellent. It's, a, again, it's this need thing. It's this mo what motivates each personality, okay? So value and competence are the, um, the needs, because the other things are motivators, uh, but um, in the high C. So value is not only a need, it is a motivator for a C. I think there's an extra thing on value there, which is probably why we have all this stuff from Kroger. So, anything? But it's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. But you see, <laughs> <coughs> so you can see if, if you take a look. All, again, all these different quadrants have different needs and different motivators. Understand that number one about yourself, okay? And then you're going to come into you know. Um, relationship, you know, with, with your coworkers, bosses, and, and things like that, what's their need? If you can satisfy their need and understand how they're motivated, it's, you gonna, it's gonna better you in, in your life one way or another.
Okay. Okay. So let me just you know give you an example how how you might use some of this stuff. Okay. Uh, imagine if you're a salesperson, maybe a realtor. Realtor, you know, we use a realtor example very simply. Uh, it's a great one to understand. So even if you're not a real estate real estate agent, uh, pay attention. So imagine if you had a house, <coughs> one house, okay, and I wanted to hit all four quadrants because what do I want? Sale, maybe a bidding war, okay. So I have a house. So what would I what would I say to a D person? This house is move in condition. Do, do, do D's want to do a lot of work? They just want to get right in. Let's say I, I, and let's say legitimately this house is everything that we're saying it is. To an I client, wow, this house is great for entertainment. <laughs> just go there and just have the parties, okay? Glorious kitchen, it's great. You know, you can, it's got a bar there, wet bar. I already bought it. Okay, you, she, she already bought it. <clears throat> for our high S's, You're gonna love this family room. Warm fireplace. It's home sweet home. <laughs> and then for the high C, this is a great value. <laughs> this is the cheapest house in the neighborhood. <laughs> if I have those four clients, what is gonna happen? They're all gonna want it. <clears throat> but you see, now you, you know, we, you could change the, the real estate example and put it anything if you just understand this okay if you have a presentation at work okay if you put these things and um, these attributes okay from the audience perspective that's why it's so important to know your audience okay you don't have to put a lot of results you don't have to put 30 pages of results because most of your audience is not a high D world put 10% of the report about D it's got to be fun. It's got to be engaging. It's got to get people interested. So you have to put some eye stuff. You got to put fun pictures, fun example. The S's, okay, sensitivity. Put a picture of a puppy. Everyone loves a puppy. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? But why is it assured? You know, it's going to be a safe thing. They're going to feel appreciated. And then C's, you know, put some, some value numbers. Make sure that your formulas and presentations, you know, are... If you say, you know, you got it from such and such a source, put that source in your report. So imagine if you went to school and you had known all this beforehand, right? Uh, okay, very simple. But not too late. <coughs> See, and that's the thing, today's the day. You just start looking at this stuff and whatever your needs or motivators are, you start giving them out to other people and watch how good you feel. Instead of thinking about, well, I don't know if I can do this, you know what, I really need to do this because it's part of how I'm wired. It's part of what I'm made up of. It's part of what God wants to use me in doing. That's how you grow in your leadership. That's how you grow in your giving out part. But first, you know, look at you and really look at you. This is a really good thing you're looking at, you. And if you, we, we need to start seeing ourselves as the creator sees us. How does God see you? Ask him, and when he tells you, start believing it. That will change you automatically. You guys have heard this so many times. See yourself the way God sees you, 
And so if you, if you are in this room tonight and you see yourself how God sees you, then all of this should make perfect sense in applying and moving in that direction. Okay, we're going to turn to uh, conflict on. resolution. Yeah, we have About a couple 20 minutes. minutes. Okay. <clears throat> so let's face it. This, you will obviously engage in conflict resolution, whether you're going to be at home, walking in the mall, at work. Conflict is inevitable, okay, one, form, one way or another. But, you know, so if you are one of these letters or you're, or you're facing a challenge from the other, so if it's D, I, or C, whatever it is. So we just gave you just a couple of little things. This is kind of a cheat sheet to take a look and say, oh, okay. So... I'm going to let you do the, the, the INS because of these two things. So let's take a look at, at these, okay? For example, and the, the coding is IC, meaning that's the in control, okay? These are wired to take actions and execute. They naturally take charge of situations. If you've been with us all night, you see they love to take charge. They desire to see results in a speedy fashion, looking forward to the next challenge or project. That's the good in a D. Now, the, the out-of-control D, these can express behavior that is overbearing, pushy, harsh, and impatient, resulting in alienating people. This behavior can create mistrust in relationship. If you're a D, don't do that. Now, here's the, the SS is a, a suggested solution. These can set goals to learn to express kindness. These, you have to start using that word kindness in your vocabulary. Gentleness and patience while getting the job, um, getting the job results desired and accomplishing a set of success in that relationship. Remember, Ds, you are wired to task. Relationship is not part of your vocabulary, but you have to. Usually, let me tell you this, the thing that you're looking for, so if you're a very high D, the opposite is the place where you can grow the most and gain your most success. So you have to understand it, it's not all about work. There's something about relationships, okay? You want to do the the uh, the I and the S. So for the I, you see, and then everybody sees the I C is in control, <coughs> C C O C is out of control. Okay, um, I's are natural peacemakers, and when I say that, I mean it's not like they walk around going, "I want peace, I want peace." They will, s in the midst of chaos, or in the midst of where there is some, they'll create chaos to create peace. So if they see that peace isn't there, they'll go to any extreme to make a mess and then clean it up to have the real peace stay there. By saying something impromptu, saying something, doing something impulsively, it happens. And sometimes it's not always the best thing because they're do first, think later people, but they want to see peace so badly because they want everybody to get along so that we can join forces that they just go in and say, okay, this has got to be fixed. Whereas the S are the peacekeepers. So peacekeepers are different. They will try to, you ever hear like a mom say, shh, don't tell your father. He'll get all upset. You know those stories, you see movies and stuff where the mama, if she's a high S, it's all about shh, don't say that, it'll, up, it'll upheaval everything. So that's the peace keeper, keep the peace. But there's really no permanent peace there because they're just trying to kind of put down whatever mess is going on. And so in order to be a peacemaker, 
where the eye will come in because they're more verbal, they're more out there. They'll come in and dig up the dirt and say, now we gotta have peace. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but that's usually the, the desire, desired result. Whereas the S will be like the keep it silent, don't talk about it kind of person. Neither one of those is the best way to do things. I think you figured that out by now. But knowing that peace has to be in the existence, then you gotta figure out, like uh, for me, you know, I don't wanna create the chaos like I used to. So I have to learn how to go into an environment where there's a conflict and take an assessment of what's going on in the room before I create the, you know, any chaos. That's not a good thing to create chaos. And so peace comes when you're walking in peace. If you're walking in fear and making it look like peace, which is what sometimes high S's do, people can see that. They can see it and they feel it. And so the peace isn't really there even though they want to. Is that making sense? And so what we wanna do as a high S in that peaceful situation is learn how to speak out. You don't have to be as you know talkative as the I, but not to squash things under and say, hey, we need to bring up a situation. We need to talk about this. Because you guys know, if there's no communication, it will breed judgment. It will breed uh, suspicion when there's no communication. If things aren't being talked about, people will start thinking, I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder if they, they think that. And you know how that works. And so it's really important it, because the I and the S's are people, peop, like they're the people categories, it's very easy to operate in your own thing. Whether it's the I being a do first, think later, or the S being a shh kind of person. And so that's where the redeemed part comes in and you say, you know what, this has to be discussed against my own, you know, the, as a high S, I, I, you know, a person doesn't want to do that. It's for the sake of the relationship that you do it, okay? Um, so, you know, yeah. um, I'll say that I learned this lesson the hard way, you know, uh, with the peacemakers uh, and the peacekeepers, because I was naturally a peacekeeper, unredeemed, basically sweeping things under the rug. But the other thing is you learn is that, you know, God says, blessed are the peacemakers, because without war, there can't be no peace. And, you know, again, Teresa's ability to get to the heart of the situation Okay, because somebody was not working in their, uh, probably usually their, their motivators or their needs not being met, but she had just a nice way to, to bring it out. And me, I was like, oh, don't, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And because, you know, my overwhelming desire for peace, it, it wasn't the right place. You know, so uh, you learn to do it, you learn to graciously do it. And again, that's a gift that she has that, you know, now we celebrate with that. So this is all written out for you guys. You can look at it and at your own uh, pace. But that's a little, you know, touch on some conflict resolutionatory behaviors you can use in your own who you are. Um, and I think. Yeah. So we're gonna um, just you know wrap it up with this. So turn to the to the back of your your handout. I just want to walk you through through a couple of things there. So we, we want to just kind of guide you that there's a lot of free stuff 
out there. Uh, and there's, um, we left the, the web links there. You could take a look at them, uh, <clears throat> especially with the, the discovery report drop down. So there, there are three things, for example, there's actually a career section where you, you type in your, um, your assessment, the, the code that you're also very familiar with, and it gives you suggested career paths to go by. If you have teens or kids, great place to, to take a look at that as well. We, we recommend that children, if you wanna give your kids an assessment, mm -hmm. don't do it um, earlier than six mm -hmm. years old. It's usually the best time to start it. And you know, j just a, a, a bit about the company that we got certified through Personality Insight, founded by a tremendous Christian man, Dr. Robert Rome, and they s have spent a lot of time, energy, and money to give you probably the best of what you just took here with the assessment. Trust us on this. We, you know, we went through this uh, tremendous training to, to learn this, and the insights that they give uh, far surpasses uh, many of the other companies. So like I said, go on to their website, take a look, um, <clears throat> just see what's out there. For those of you who want more different types of reports, this is where you have to go out and, and, and pay for additional things. Uh, like Teresa said, there's a, a child report, a teen report, adult report. We recommend just start out with the concise report. It basically gets you like a six to 10 page report. If, if you wanna spend the money for the other ones, go ahead. It's, it's just a lot more information. If you want it, it's there for you. Yeah, yeah. So all you high C's just buy everything. <coughs> no, you guys did no. the six page, which is, you know, if you're sitting here with <coughs> us like this, it's really a good amount of pages to look at because there's <coughs> a lot to get from that. And, and if you're gonna do kids, six page, yeah. As a matter of fact, the, the kids one for smaller kids is with uh, pictures of robots and they each identify with a D, I, S, and C. So the kids pick out the robot that they identify with. Yeah. There's, um, you briefly saw something about leadership. There's a leadership report there. Uh, there's also uh, something called direct sales. If anybody who's involved with sales, they tell you uh, based on your style how you can become successful to reach your uh, marketplace. Yeah, this is all using your code, because they have your, <coughs> when you type in your code, they'll come up with <coughs> your blend, and then they, they show you your type of leadership, this is what you want, yeah. Or um, if you're a, an HR person, uh, we briefly touched on, on this before, uh, hiring insights. So basically, um, every job has its own unique personality, okay? And we've heard so many different stories about who here feels like they're the, the wrong person for a job? Who feels like they're a wrong person? Nobody. It's not the right job for you. Okay, so you can actually uh, use this program, Hiring, in, hiring Insights, where you go in, you, you say, this is what my job description looks like. Okay, and it'll lead you through a bunch of questions, and it actually will come up with a job personality and it basically reduces the time for you to hire the correct candidate. So let's say you, you've got a candidate pool of 50 people, you know what the personality of the job is. Anybody who takes the personality blend, it will give you a, your better selection of which candidate will fit that job. Why? Because eventually if, if the job is a low D job and you've got a, a superstar D, they'll be there for a couple of months and they're gonna move on or they'll leave your company. So it's also great for retention. Really fascinating. And fitness. 
If anybody's interested in physical fitness, there's actually a report out there. So it actually shows how you can tailor your own exercise programs to your personality. So it's kind of neat stuff. It's, it's yeah. really fascinating stuff. So, yeah. <clears throat> Um, they basically tell you how you would do b the best, how you should, um. Oh, yeah, it's for you, your person. If you put your code in, <coughs> they'll put out there a fitness pro, you know, what would suit you. Um, I don't know about the others. But the last thing on there, if you, you see it, it says level one training. That is for what Vita and I are doing in May is we are going to get certified to certify people to do what we do. Okay, so so right now what we're doing here today, we're just we're teaching you guys, and this is the basics. There's so much more to this. And um, we were trying to get it all in just to so this here, we are we had to go through certain requirements. We went through a boot camp, went through a presentation thing, we went through all this stuff, and through the years we've been taking different classes. And uh, the final step for us is called the Master Trainer Program, and we will be certifying people to do this, like I said. Um, what happens is, um, right now, you guys are, you know, you're, you've got your information. Hopefully it brought inspiration, which will bring you transformation. You can, you know, talk to people and say, hmm, I think I know how to speak to that person. But you're not going to be able to certify anybody. This is not. This is just a training. This is not the, the class. So if you, I know I was talking to you before about your friend. If they want to get in touch with us and do a disc assessment and stuff like that, our email address is the way you would direct people. If you know anybody that's interested in just learning what you guys learned tonight, um, just direct us. You know, direct them to that email address. This thing coming up in May is an actual two-day training for people who want to take this out as a business and do it like we're doing and certify other, uh, we, we will certify you to do that. And, and basically what it does, it gives you the opportunity. You can start going out and making presentations to your um, organizations and things like that. You know, think about the Seven Mountains. You, you can, you know, we have material that if you want to get into the school system, you want to teach uh, this to, you know, teachers, understand how that is. Imagine politicians. You're a politician. You better know how to speak to the very various levels of people, and uh, you know church leadership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the the the, tr the two day training is just under three thousand dollars, twenty nine ninety seven. But there are just several discounts that can ap that apply that could reduce your cost to just under two thousand nineteen ninety seven. Okay, your corporations will probably pay for this. Okay, you have corporate um, training dollars. Um, you could teach this at your corporation. It's a great, great skill set. And the thing is, you know what? You could learn more about this. This will impact your life. It'll change your, your family life. It'll change your career, okay? It is, uh, it is it's liberating. Yeah, it's, if you have any questions about it, you can talk to us about it later. Um, but I wanted to put out there that our email address is for your guys' use. If you have any questions after tonight that, you know, running through your head, 
we welcome you to get in touch with us and let us know. We'd be happy to help you. If you want to you know, talk about it in church or whatever, that's fine. If you want to meet somewhere, we'd be happy to straighten anything out, clarify anything. Um, please, please feel free to contact us if you ever have any questions, okay? Um, I know this was a long night. Thank you guys for sticking it out. But uh, we really appreciate you guys. It's okay if I just pray for everybody. All right. Guys, just uh, close your eyes, but don't fall asleep. Just working this out here. Father God, we are so in love with you. We thank you so much for your mercy and your grace and your love that you pour upon us, God. We're so grateful to you for what you did at the cross, Jesus, that we want to walk that out with you. We want to walk it out and exemplify you so well. We thank you for all that you gave us tonight. We, we just pray, God, that you would bring us to a place where thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just so feel so grateful. Um, God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us, for, for moving in us, for enabling us and giving us the power to move so mightily in you. We walk out of here tonight with your love, your encouragement, your beautification of us, God. We thank you, God, that every person in this room will leave here knowing not only a little bit more about themselves, but a lot more about themselves. That, God, as each one leaves here, God, that they walk out knowing that they're going to change the world to whatever degree that you call them to change the world. That there are possibilities that are endless. That you are a God of miracles, and you shall use us each in a way that you see fitting, Lord. We thank you, God, that there are no limits to you. We take off any limits to you tonight, God, and we thank you in the name of Jesus that you operate in us to the fullness. God, we leave behind all insecurities that tell us we can't, and we take on all the securities of you that tell us we will. And God, I thank you for this group of people, God. I thank you for your children that you keep safe and that you get home safely tonight, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.